Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Watchmen on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchmen on the wall. Listen to the watchmen on the wall. Listen to the watchmen on the wall. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. I was just about to sneeze right before I came on the air. Wow. What a Tuesday morning. Trust you're doing very well. We have Jerusalem in the background because remember, in Bible prophecy, there is some amazing concentration that will happen in the Middle East, in Jerusalem, and we will never discount that reality. There are going to be a lot of military campaigns going on in the Middle East. The enemies of Israel will surround them. We do believe this. As a matter of fact, I want to read a little scripture right now out of the book of Joel, and that is Joel chapter 3, beginning in verse 9. Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles, prepare war, wake up the mighty men, let all the men of war draw near Let them come up. That, again, is Joel 3.9. And, again, prepare war and wake up the men of war. I believe that not only are we to be preparing for war, we should be preparing for a lot of different things without fear, without drama. We should be a wise 
people, like the wise virgins who prepared their vessels with oil, we need to be preparing for everything and anything, and mostly our hearts before the Lord. And I think everybody would give a hearty amen to that, that we want to make sure that our mind, our brain, our soul, our thoughts, our imaginations, our will are all in alignment with the Son of God, the head of the body, so that we as the body are being moved perfectly by the thoughts of the Lord Jesus Christ. Having the mind of Christ is imperative to these days. But we also know that it's important as human beings on planet Earth, we're in the world, even though we're not of the world, uh, we, we use it, but we don't abuse it. In other words, we don't depend on anything that this world could give, not even the resources of the planet. We are not dependent on the earth to give us what we need. We're dependent upon God to speak to the earth to make sure that we have what we need. God knows what we need. And when we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto us, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to put on, how to prepare. So <clears throat> I trust that God has forewarned you enough that you are now taking it very serious of the things that need to be prepared. And I hope that you are being sincere about the warnings that you are hearing. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that today uh, as we believe that things are going to be accelerating exponentially. If you have not yet listened to our Sunday afternoon service, I would encourage you to go there, listen to our Sunday afternoon service on YouTube <clears throat> under New Wine Ministry uh, or on Facebook. And I'm going to share maybe a little bit out of that that we, that we shared on Sunday afternoon, but you definitely want to hear the message that was uh, shared on Sunday because it had to do with a prophetic word, a word that, again, is foretelling future events a message that is foretelling future events and not the far off future, but the very near future with a little biblical background to each one. So in Joel chapter three, we have the warning, you know, proclaim this among the Gentiles, prepare for war. And we hear and see the rumors of wars and we've seen some wars, but the war machine is ramping up with Russia, the Ukraine, China, the United States, you know, and, what kind of war? A lot of people wonder, is it a military war of bombs, bullets, guns, nuclear weapons, you know, laser weapons, sophisticated weapons of what sort? Well, I believe that man is, because of his pride, being deluded by the powers of darkness, is going to want to flex his muscle. And uh, we've got the chit-chat going on. We've heard it forever. But it's in the wisdom of God that we pay attention to wars and rumors of wars that we don't just go, oh, we've all heard that before. That is the wrong mindset to ever have about, oh, I've heard that before. That puts you in the realm of the mocker and the scoffer uh, that says all these things have been from the beginning of time. No, we are paying attention to Bible prophecy. I think that's really important for all of us to do. I want to read out of Jeremiah chapter 6 before I go any further. O ye children of Benjamin, gather yourselves to flee out of the midst of Jerusalem. We've always heard about fleeing out of the midst of Babylon, right? Well, prepare yourself to flee out of the midst of Jerusalem. Blow the trumpet in Tekoa. Set up a sign of fire in Beth Hakarim. For evil appears out of the north 
and great destruction. I have likened the daughter of Zion to a comely and delicate woman. Okay, here's some parable now. The shepherds with their flocks shall come unto her. They shall pitch their tents against her round about. They shall feed everyone in his place. Prepare ye war against her, against Zion, against the people of God. This war that we are reading about out of Jeremiah, as we take it as type and shadow for the war that we're in right now, is not just Israeli-centric. It's not just Jerusalem-centric. In other words, that's the only concentration point. No, this is against God's people. This is against God's church. This is against the ecclesia of God, the people of God all over the world. And a very sophisticated war it shall be. And then we continue on. Not only prepare ye war against her, but arise, let us go up at noon, right in the middle of the day, right? Woe unto us, for the day goeth away, for the shadows of the evening are stretched out. Arise and let us go by night and let us destroy her palaces. All right, so there is somewhat of a covert operation going on. The enemy is being allowed to become successful against Jerusalem, against Zion, because the people of the Lord have sinned grievously against the Lord. All right, so whether it is a Judeo-Christian nation called America or the United States, whether it's called Jerusalem, Zion, this is tactical warfare, and it's coming from the powers of darkness that are going to manifest in a very physical, natural battle. Verse 6 of Jeremiah chapter 6. For thus hath the Lord of hosts said, Hew ye down trees and cast them out against Jerusalem. This is the city to be visited. She is holy oppression in the midst of her. And I dare say, there's a lot of oppression in Israel, in Jerusalem, in Zion, in America today, a Judeo-Christian nation. It is wholly oppressed. I mean, that's what we see everywhere we go, everywhere we turn. As a fountain cast out her waters, so she cast out her wickedness. Violence and spoil is heard in her. This is what we could say we have seen and we have heard in America recently. The sound of violence and wickedness and spoil is heard in her. Before me continually is grief and wounds. So the Lord is saying that, you know, I see the grief, I see the wounds, it's never ending. I mean, the tornado that just swept through the United States of America on the ground for 273 miles, wiped out Mayfield. We're going to learn a lot about that. There's already over 100 missing uh, that have not yet been found just in Kentucky alone, and there's already 73 dead. Um, this is looking like Joplin, Missouri on steroids going back to 2010 in the month of May. I mean, we're not talking about a violent tornado that hit between March and May, which is tornado season. We're talking about a violent tornado that has devastated parts of the United States of America in the month of December. But I'm going to ask you right now to listen to me and tune into what I'm about to say to you. And I do not say it with a boast, God forbid, uh, concerning my own self. But you will remember, today is the 14th day, the second week in December. I came on these airwaves, and I warned about what was going to happen uh, before April. I've been saying for a long time, watch out for the next five months. Get ready. Be in the right place in the next five months. 
I also gave a warning on this broadcast two weeks ago. Watch out for the first two weeks in December for a great event, a major event to happen in this nation. And I'm going to do the best I can to go back and find exactly what day I said that. But if you were following this ministry and you were listening carefully for the little pearls of the Holy Spirit, the little wisdom that drops out every once in a while, uh, we said, watch out for the first two weeks of an event. Somebody had actually mentioned about December 11th, that very day that that tornado hit. Absolutely amazing and right on time and right on track. So we have a nation that is filled with grief and wounds. And right now, grief has once again struck the United States. Maybe not where you live, not where I live, per se, but from Arkansas to Kentucky and through Tennessee and other parts of the country, this tornado did what? Number one, it took lives. It took the lives of children. It took the lives of fathers, grandfathers, grandmothers, mothers. It took the lives of friends. It took the lives of family. And you say, well, it's not a lot of life. Hey, listen, there's an old Hebrew saying that one life is too much. Save one life and you save the whole world. Destroy one life, you've destroyed the whole world. It's all about perception, right? So the fact of the matter is that our, our nation was once again struck with the horror of <clears throat> judgment. And you say, oh, come on, it was, it's hurricane season, it's, it's a tornado season. No, it wasn't tornado season in the middle of December or the first weeks of December. It was not her, uh, tornado season. There, that's between March and May. Okay? So in the month of December, we have this violent aggression. And again, it's chaos. It's called crises. And that's where we get the Greek word crises or judgment. Okay? America has been and continues to be under judgment, one stripe after another, one stroke of judgment and punishment after another. In the moment you think that things are calming down, another event comes, whether it's a massive school shooting in Michigan, whether it's terrorism, whether it's war rising, whether it is more violence, whether it's people breaking into stores and, and, and robbing, looting, stealing, um, they're turning this country into a third world jungle, and that's what's happening. It is a jungle. And I'm going to also say something very, uh, from my, the depths of my heart, something I believe about the Constitution of the United States of America. This is my belief. You don't have to believe this. I don't believe that the Constitution of the United States was ever written for you or for me. I believe the Constitution of the United States was written for the Founding Fathers' progeny. And I believe that all the people that are ruling in government, whether you're a senator in the judicial branch of government, whether you're a congressperson, whatever form of government there is, most likely that constitution was written for their safety. You don't have any constitutional rights. The people that are sitting in prison today that showed up at the January 6th uh, meeting to rally around the president that just showed up, that had their houses rifled and were come under investigation, they had no constitutional rights. And those people in prison for being there on January 6th 
have no constitutional rights. You heard that from Mr. Rittenhouse, okay? Um, So the constitutional rights you think you have are not real for you. They only belong to the upper echelon, the ruling elite, the progeny of the founding fathers, most likely. So if you're depending on your constitutional rights to keep you safe in America today, that rug is being pulled out from beneath your feet. That veil is coming off your mind really quick, and you're going to realize that's not there to save you because you don't have any constitutional rights in this modern-day jungle that is coming. And that has only began to protect the people up top. That's why they never go to prison. That's why Hillary Clinton is not in prison. Bill Clinton is not in prison. 26 times on Lolita Express, the pedophile island. Come on. These people should be in prison, but they're not because they are under a protection, not only from the powers of darkness, but by, by documentation and progeny. And you got to follow the bloodline. And I've done it before many, many years ago. You got to follow the bloodline, not only of the ruling elite in America, but also in Britain Uh, And in Europe and different parts of the ruling elite there, bloodline connections going all the way back. And there is the protection. And every once in a while, they've got to throw somebody out there to, you know, uh, give an appearance of justice being served. But there is no real justice. You are being set up for persecution Uh, in this country if you don't wear a mask, if you don't get vaccinated. You are being set up for persecution in this country if you visit the wrong party, political party. If you go and support your president, the person you voted for, you're now an enemy of the new world order that is rising. And they know it. And they know that we know it. And they don't care that we talk about it. And they are just coming out of the closet. And that's a reality. But it's too late um, for many in this country because they're picking people off one by one. They're invading their homes and their lives, and they're messing people up. They're the best of the salt of the earth, if you would call it. They are real salt of the earth people that would never do harm to anybody. Uh, But because they stand with a particular party, they become the enemy of the state. Now, in a just society, that would be appalling. And we thought, and the people thought, and the prophets thought that this was a just society So how appalling it is to even talk about these things. Well, many people have become terrified. They are now afraid to speak because they're trying to save their lives. Rather than speaking the appalling reality, but they're finding out, and we're finding out that you're speaking the appalling reality to an unjust society, and therefore it has no weight. It carries no power. It's kind of like the prophets of old speaking to society Uh, that has so far long ago abandoned God that, you know, even though the enemy was doing appalling things, it really didn't matter. It didn't matter. In fact, they capitulated. They sent their children into the, uh, you know, into the Valley of Hinnom. They, uh, before the gods of this earth, to sacrifice and bake cakes to the Queen of Heaven and all of these things. Now, this is reality. This is not Um, make-believe. It's biblical, number one. It's what's happening, number two. And get ready for an acceleration. And that's why I want you to listen to Sunday's service. There's a prophetic word there spoken, I believe, directly by the Holy Spirit. You have to be the judge. But the forewarning is pretty simple. The forewarning of what is coming, and it's going to begin in January of 2022. 
So enjoy the rest of December, but I think the four winds are already here. So I believe that January, February, and March, you're going to see an acceleration of forced vaccination. There are going to come so fast, like in 2020, mandates that we're not even, we haven't heard of before. There are new mandates. It's all by the Holy Spirit. I believe God has revealed this. And it's going to be in, in January, February, March, the first quarter of the year. Remember, there's 12 months. There are four quarters. Every three months, there's a new quarter. God said it would be like a race car, that the year 2022 would be like a race car. And there would be four major shifts. And he said that the first shift, when you come into January, February, March, those three months, you're going to see an acceleration, a shifting a tachometer, the tacos, in the Greek, it's the end tacos, with speed, in the book of Revelation, that all end time events, there's going to be a necessity because of the condition of things and the conduct of others, a forced necessity for an acceleration of events to come. Now, if you study the book of Revelation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They use the word in tacos, where we get the English word tachometer from, and that's about a measurement of speed. So the Spirit of the Lord is saying that from January to March, there's going to be a shift of new mandates and a urgency of the political leaders to force vaccination. They're going to force this thing. And, of course, as that's going on, there will be those who are going to resist. Those are, some people are going to be out of the way. They're going to be just kind of vanished. They're going to disappear off the, uh, out of scene. But those that are caught in the trap of this moment that have not taken heed to the words of God and have not prepared anything or a, a place to go, knowing by the Holy Spirit this day would come, they're going to get caught in the trap like Jesus said, like a snare will come on the whole earth, and they will not escape. So there are going to be those that are caught now because they refuse the vaccination because they don't want to come under that spell, uh, you know, especially when they turn on the 5G towers a little bit later in 2022. Uh, it's going to get really weird for what they put into people's bodies through the vaccination, some people have said. But in either case, people still want the right to make a choice. If it just boils down to that alone, I have a choice. I don't want to be vaccinated. But that choice is going to be uh, violated, and what is going to happen is beyond the next shift. So when you, by the time you get to April, after the three months, the concentration, 90 days, force vaccination, force vaccination, force it, push it mandated. That's going to happen. It's going to create a really weird environment. And the people that do get vaccinated are going to enjoy the benefits of the new society that is being brought forth out of the rubble and the ashes of 2020, if you will, because everything's ready to go online and 5G towers will be lit up all over the world. And there's probably some components that have been injected into people that will connect with those towers. Time will tell. We'll see. But the bottom line is a massive push Massive pressure, which talks about philipsis, which talks about tribulation. The time of great tribulation is great philipsis in the Greek, which means anguish pressure. All right. We warned that by April, people ought to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now, because after the first shift, the second shift will come from April, May, and June. And that is going to be persecution. And the persecution is going to come against those who have resisted the forced vaccination. This is what the Spirit of the Lord 
has said. This is what the Spirit of the Lord has revealed and unveiled is going to be. You have to be the judge. You have to really get in and, and study this out and say, is this true? I believe the Spirit of the Lord said that there's going to come persecution. They are going to begin with propaganda. They're going to use all kinds of uh, propaganda machinery, propaganda tools. They're going to begin to villainize. They're going to begin to demonize. And they're going to begin to dehumanize, like our dear friend Daniel Seckham used to say, in the old days, the Communist Party would demonize people. And in the Nazi Party, they demonized the Jews. Then they dehumanized them. You need to be ready to be demonized by the New World Order. And so from April, May, and June, the resistors, the anti-vaxxers, the uncooperative, whatever you want to call them, persecution will begin. And it will always boil down to those who will cooperate with the New World Order and those who will not cooperate with the New World Order, regardless of what their position is. Some people say, well, these vaccinations carry this, that, and the other thing, and it could really destroy you and take control of your soul, and maybe so. And if that's the reason why you're not taking it, that's because hopefully you didn't listen to what men said, but you prayed by the Holy Spirit. Other people are just saying, I've never been forced to do anything. I, I wasn't alive when they forced anything anyways. I know they gave me a, ba- a vaccine when I was a baby, and I didn't have a choice. They just put in the arm. I guess it was polio, whatever it was. So now, or, or whatever the vaccination was in 1963, who knows? But now comes the persecution. You're resisting. You're resisting. Now you're not going to be permitted to go and live life normally like everyone else because now we have these new mandates to force vaccination. If you don't get it, then you cannot participate. And we don't know how far that goes. I have a sense it's going to be mild persecution, mild persecution, just no longer allowing people to use uh, the resources, the benefits, and the system that is going to be in place. And I believe that beyond that will come the, the demonization, the dehumanizing, and this is where as, as the, as the third shift will come, the third shift. I wonder if I could bring this up right now. I had actually written this out. Let's see. Uh, there it is. I've got it for you. I actually have it. Oh, we can't open this because your device doesn't have enough available disk space. Bummer. Okay. That's another issue on this computer. So anyways, we'll just get out of there. Um, so then the third shift will come and that's going to come from when July, August, and September. And from July, August, and September, you are going to be living. If you have not cooperated through the forced vaccination shift to the mild persecution, you are now going to be so demonized and so dehumanized that you'll be living in an environment like just lots lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, but this isn't a Sodom and Gomorrah homosexual thing alone. This is a combination of LGBTQ community. This is a a combination of propaganda against you for being an anti-vaxxer, whatever, a resistor of the New World Order. And through propaganda and media, you will begin to be hated. And And the people that are in the church that are going to be vaccinated with the the Franklin Grahams and the Gordon Robertsons, even though they say you have your freedom, but they have a leadership position and people have a tendency to follow the leader. So most people think it's the right thing to do, but, and and they will probably be protected. The new world order of things will not really have a hard time on them yet. And it'll show that if you'll just cooperate, even as a Christian, you'll be okay. 
but now will come the hatred. Now will come the violence, July, August, September, and we're going to see this massive thing and a lot of casualties. And then I believe that the fourth shift will come October, November, December of 2022. And I believe by that time, again, we will be so deep into the tribulation period that it's going to be hard to really grasp. Um, You know, I love studying the book of Revelation. I love studying the, and I'm trying to remember what that fourth shift was actually named. Oh, collapse. So the fourth shift from October, November, December, everything will collapse, fall to the ground, ruined, devastated, no more. Whatever you once trusted in that you were able to uphold, whether it's the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, anything you trusted in by the fourth shift will collapse. And the only way to be able to operate in the new world order of things will be to have received their mark, whatever it is. And a lot of people are saying that vaccination, remember, in Revelation chapter 13, the number of the beast is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Remember in the Greek, the number 600 is the chi, or they call it the key, but it's C-H-I. The 60 is the Z, the X-I, and the six is the stigma. So chi, Z, stigma, the man's num- the number of a man's name. Well, the president of China is President Z, X-I. He's the 60 in the Greek, okay? He's right there in the middle of the name. So you have the chi, C-H-I, the first three letters of China. So the chi, the Z, the president of China, the emperor, whatever he is, the China, the the general secretary, whatever. So you got Z there. He's the guy. And then the stigma, which gets, which is likened to the karagma, which means a sharp instrument that pricks the surface of the skin. It's likened unto a scorpion bite or the fangs of a serpent, but it's also like a hypodermic needle pierces. So the cheesy stigma, the 660 and six, it's right there in our faces. It's there all the time, but we don't, you know, when things are so obvious, we tend to say that's ridiculous. Anyways, it's all lining up. I believe that you're going to see these further things. And I want to get back now, and as I just released that, just in a very minor way, four shifts, 2022, you want to see acceleration, you want to see how fast a race car can go that's super empowered. We've already talked about acceleration years past, and we saw an acceleration in 2020, didn't we? And in 2021, acceleration of violence, acceleration of division, acceleration of hypocrisy, an acceleration of everything, pandemic, you name it acceleration of legalism, control. It all came, but there's an acceleration coming in 2022 that if you're not prepared, you're going down. That's all there is to it. If we're not prepared, we're going under. We're going to be left behind. Believe me, we're going to be left behind. So we need to get in the jet stream of the Holy Spirit. We need to be taking heed to the words of prophecy, not ignoring them or mocking them. We need to really take heed to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying so that we could get in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, live in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, 
so that we'll be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now all the time. We've got to get in the jet stream of the Holy Spirit of God and the Word of God. Be led by the Spirit. Now, He always leads in love. He always leads in peace. He always leads in joy. He always leads in goodness and kindness and temperance and patience and self-control. He always leads by the fruit of the Spirit, which means when we're in the Spirit, we won't get into anxiety. We won't get into fear. We won't get into worry. We will, in the Spirit, be directed by the Spirit to prepare for what is coming that the Spirit has revealed. So if you've been preparing for years, don't beat yourself up because nothing happened. Praise the Lord that you've been preparing in faith, and the time is coming that your preparations are going to serve you well. Getting back to Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 8. Be thou instructed. O Jerusalem, people of God, be thou instructed today, lest my soul depart from you. And you do not want God's soul to depart from you. You must do what? Be thou instructed. You are being instructed right now. Be thou instructed. Get ready for a major shift. And you know what's amazing about the race car analogy is that it's in the book of Revelation. With speed and tacos, tachometer, measurement of speed, first shift, bam, 2022. By April, the second shift, acceleration. This is going to go off the charts in 2022. You know... When you look at the globe right now, you're looking at the possibility that the Great Tribulation, globally, biblically, has already begun. And I'll talk more about that later, because I've always thought we were right around the sixth seal, and we've got these trumpets. We need to go a little bit deeper in, in, into this whole thought process, because we don't have the luxury of sitting around waiting for things. Even that building in Jerusalem, that temple that the Antichrist will walk into, the Bible never says if he's going to walk into it at the beginning of the tribulation, the middle of the tribulation, or after the tribulation, which in the understanding of Scripture is a three-and-a-half-year period of time. We'll talk more about that later as we go as well. So, be thou instructed, O Jerusalem, people of God, lest my soul depart from you, lest I make you desolate, a land not inhabited. If God's soul departs from you and I, the Holy Spirit, right, if we're not instructed, if we're not listening to the Spirit of God, if we harden our hearts against the Spirit of God, if we're not being instructed, it will depart. Quench not the Spirit. Grieve not the Spirit. Warnings in the New Testament by not listening, by not being instructed, right? So if God's soul departs from us, we have no wisdom, no knowledge, no understanding. We come under the darkness. We get into the deception. We're led away by error. And we're part of the great falling away. Watch out. We don't want to be there. Now, verse 9. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, they shall thoroughly glean the remnant of Israel as a vine. So there's a gleaning coming even in the remnant. And everybody I've heard talk for years, oh, we're the remnant. We're the remnant. Well, remnant, get ready for a gleaning. Get ready because God is going to thoroughly purge his floor. And he's going to do it by... The fan in his hand, he's going to fan the flame. He's going to burn up the chaff. He's going to thoroughly purge his floor and his remnant. 
And he says in the book of Malachi, he's going to bring the remnant through the fire. And he's going to burn up all the dross so that they could offer a true offering of praise and worship and thanksgiving to God. So they shall thoroughly glean the remnant of Israel as a vine. Turn back your hand as a grape gatherer into the baskets. Turn back your hand as a grape gatherer into the baskets. Wow. To whom shall I speak? Verse 10. To whom shall I speak? God speaks. God has a voice. He has the voice of many waters. And he's asking, to whom shall I speak? Well, shouldn't God speak to his church? Shouldn't he have in the days of Jeremiah spoken to Israel, Jerusalem, the tribes of Israel? To whom shall I speak? And give warning. Who can I give warning to that they may hear? I hope to God you're being instructed today and that God is speaking to you, that you're, he's giving you a warning and that you're going to take heed to the warning. Behold, he says of the people of God, their ear is uncircumcised. They cannot hearken. Have you noted that to be true about people you may know? You've warned them. You've spoken to them. And all of a sudden, they don't remember a thing you've said. They don't know anything. They're just kind of like whimsically moving around at a slow pace. No urgency. No, no, really, I gotta, I've got to give up this so I could get this done. No, there's just, it's just kind of the same old, same old, tantalized, like going to a movie. Come on. We, you may know people like that. And you don't want to, you, you, and this was, was God's heart. He's saying they have an uncircumcised ear. They cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. Sometimes you say things like we're saying right now, and the, and the remnant even, they think this is a reproach. You got 90% of the Christian community in America following people who told them a lie, told them that Trump was going to win, that it was going to be back, and it's all, you know, and there's still all that stuff because they, they, the true word of God about judgment, the true word of God about you've murdered 90 million innocent babies in your country, you've, you've uh, legalized the abomination of homosexuality, and you think because somebody speaks out against it, they're bigots and they're bad. But God says, I hate it. This is an abomination, God says, right? So, so many in the body of Christ, the word of the Lord, the true word of the Lord is a reproach. But they have no delight in it. People don't take delight that God is warning them. You know, I thank God we're being warned. I thank God he's telling us to get ready. I thank God he's telling us, you're not out of here in a pre-tribulational rapture. Your, your idea about being once saved, always saved is a joke. You think that just because you go to church, that you have a title, that you pay your tithes, that you're, you're going to heaven just because? The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says he who endures to the end shall be saved. The Bible says that the love of many will wax cold in the end. The Bible says so many things that they once began in the spirit. It was better for them to have never known the way of the spirit or the way of righteousness, to have known it and then fallen away. They're like the dog that returns to their vomit or the pig to the pig pen. Come on. They were partakers of the Holy Ghost, but it's impossible to renew them if they fall away. All these scriptures have been ignored by modern-day Christian thought, and it's really not healthy. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it. Therefore, I am full of the fury of the Lord, said the prophet Jeremiah. 
I am. He, I mean, Jeremiah is out there. He's warning. He's warning. He's sharing. He's showing the people their sin. He's showing, but they're uncircumcised. They're blind. They're hardened in their hearts. And the word of the Lord that he was trying to tell them, I'm telling you these things so you can repent. But they didn't want to hear. So they didn't repent. And so he says, now I'm full of the fury of the Lord. Ah, (laughs) Jeremiah is full of the fury of the Lord. The Lord's fury is filled in him. I am weary with holding in. I will pour it out upon the children abroad and upon the assembly of young men together. For even the husband with the wife shall be taken, the aged with him that is full of days. Their houses shall be turned unto others and with their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand upon the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. You don't think that could happen? Go back to Nazi Germany when all those Jewish people had their beautiful homes with their beautiful furniture. But when the day came when dehumanization, demonization rose against them, all of a sudden the Germans were taking their homes. The Germans were taking their furniture. The Germans were taking their wealth. Get ready, church. Wake up to the Jew first, then to the Gentile nations of the earth. Verse 13. For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. Oh, mamma mia. All right, let's stop for just a second. Let's stop for just a second. Saturday morning, a couple of days ago, at 7.30 a.m., I was driving. I was fully alert. I was fully awake. I was fully aware. And I was driving at 7.30 a.m. Saturday morning to a particular location. I saw in my spirit Joe Biden again. You know that I saw Joe in a dream 14 months before he became president. You know that. Saturday morning, 7.30 a.m., I'm driving fully aware, fully alert, fully awake. And this image comes into my mind. Joe Biden, a couple of people around him, just a few people, close together, huddling in. He had a black suit on this time. It was dark. They all were in dark. And they were urgent. And I knew as I was watching this, they were urgent about the vaccination mandate. I knew it. I saw it. I saw it in my spirit. And then the dialogue began. And that's when the Holy Spirit began to download the race car, the tachometer, four ships in 2022. And he showed me, and I, and I just began to explore what, I, what he meant, what he was saying. So I sat down and I began to write and I began to look and I began to study. And I began to just you know, pray, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Four ships, what do they look like? January through March, forced vaccinations. It's going to be urgently pressed upon people, pressure. April through June, persecution for those who have resisted. July through September, demonization of the people that have refused and dehumanization. October through December 2022, the fourth shift, collapse. Maybe this will be the year for the Amos 8 lights out. This is what we're hearing. Then we're reading this this morning, and God's saying, warn them. 
See if they will be instructed. This is God's doing. This has nothing to do with any man. This is just things we heard, things we see in the spirit, maybe as watchmen on a wall, looking out. Nobody's calling ourselves any, any particular name, but we do know after taking the airplane on September 3rd, 2001 and flying it in the Twin Towers, and then it happened eight days later, we do know that God put us on a wall to watch. And he said, watch everything you say, everything you do. So we've been watching for 20 years. I saw something. I heard something. I'm sharing it with those who are listening. I pray to God you have a circumcised ear and a circumcised heart, that you don't consider this reproach, drama, solical, that this is the word of the Lord, that you will be instructed and you will get busy. I mean, I believe, at least here in northwest Arkansas, I don't know about the rest of the world. I believe that the people in this area will have until April to get everything accomplished. And yet I know there's going to come a hard press for global vaccinations, mandates. But we have a government, a local government right now in Arkansas that's been fighting back. We're number one in Arkansas. We are resisting and holding back the flood in many ways. So I think that's why God said five months, about a month and a half or two months ago. But I know that in January, something's going to start fast-forwarding. So we don't have time to sit around on our hands, right? Now, back to this word. He just said that if the people didn't pay attention... The, the, this fury that's going to be poured out, it's going to touch everybody. Did you notice? Men, women, children. I mean, it just confirmed the word of the Lord we said at the beginning. Verse 13, it begins again, from the least of them even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness, to covetousness. I want to do something here. I want to look this up because we better check ourselves, every one of us, right? Verse 13 Everyone is given unto covetous, the least to the greatest, the betsa, the betsa. What does it mean, the betsa? Profit, unjust gain, acquired by violence, plunder. Everyone's given to plunder, gain, dishonest gain, lucre, profit. If we turn our Bibles right now, We'll see the same thing that Paul warned Timothy about in the book of Timothy. Unjust gain, right? He says here, if any man teach otherwise and consent, this is in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 3. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and of the doctrine which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strifes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men, of corrupt minds, destitute of the truth, supposing that gain is godliness. From such withdraw yourself. The prosperity gospel is a, is a gospel that if you ain't rich, you aren't holy. You're not godly if, you're, if you don't have. That's the prosperity message. 
But godliness with contentment is great gain. Okay, so covetousness is everything about getting more, right? We should be giving more, someone said at our fellowship on Sunday, Pastor Ken did. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we could carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, clothing, let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Well, some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The love of money is the root of all evil. And in Jeremiah chapter 6, for from the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to gain. Everybody wants money. Is there anything wrong with money? The answer is no. You pay your bills. You go to work. You buy your food. You pay for your electricity, your insurance, your gas, your car payments. You have to have the tool of money to live in this world. We should all believe that whatever our lot is financially, number one, we're good stewards. We always give the Lord what belongs to him, always. First primary thought of all income is give to God tithes, offerings, giving. Always. Should not be an issue for anybody. Always give. The poor you will have among you always. Give to the work of God. Give to the body of Christ. You belong to an ecclesia, share your tithes and offerings. Give them as unto the Lord. Give, give, not restrictively, but as a cheerful giver, as a liberal giver. God loves that, right? So that should not be an issue for anybody. And then whatever wealth you have, you should be preparing. You should be using it to do good things. God has given you life, so to enjoy. So utilize whatever wealth God has given you. Be content with whatever it is. If you don't have enough to do something, don't go into debt to do it. Just wait and ask God and keep tithing. He promises he'll open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing you cannot contain. He should be meeting needs. And there should be, through God's kingdom economy, ways for people to get through. So we shouldn't worry about this part if we're doing this right. It says, and from the prophet, even unto the priest, Everyone deals falsely. This was what was going on in Israel, in Jerusalem, amongst the leadership, amongst the prophets, the priests, amongst the the greatest to the very least. Their environment was saturated with greed, covetousness. Whether they got gain honestly or dishonestly, it was all about gain. It was no longer working a job for excellence and doing the job excellently. It was about getting my paycheck and getting out of here. See, this is not the right heart for God's people, okay? Verse 14, Jeremiah chapter 6, They have healed also the herd of the daughter of my people slightly. Here's what they've done. This is the prophet and the priest. He's talking about the prophet and the priest. They have healed also the herd of the daughter of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, when there is no peace. They just thought, oh, be at peace. Oh, it's okay. Be at peace. Be at peace. But they never directed the word of God that is the only healing power and source of healing for the human soul in the universe. Money can't heal the soul. Sex can't heal the soul. Pride can't heal the soul. Houses can't heal the soul. Cars can't heal the soul. Nothing heals the soul but the word of God. And the word was made flesh, and his name is Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Come on. 
And yet the prophets and the priests were just saying, peace, peace, just go back your business, keep giving us the tithe. Just keep giving us the money. You know, do whatever you want. Peace, peace. Oh, all is well. All is well. Don't worry. But they stayed sick. And you have the true word of God. Happens everywhere. Verse 15. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Mm, When the word of God is absent? No. He says, no, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. You got people watching pornography. You got people that are entertaining adulterous affairs. We got people that are smoking cigarettes. We got people that are doing all kinds of really crazy stuff. They don't even blush anymore. The society became so hardened. The Israeli people became so hardened. They, I mean, they could walk around and gossip for 45 minutes to an hour and not even blush over it. They could, they could whisper and, and, and gossip. Uh, people could walk in fear and offense and anger. I mean, people carry offense in their heart for months and years and doesn't bother them one bit. They justify it. Everybody justifies what God condemns. That was the society of the believers. No, they're not ashamed. Neither could they blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. So the time of visitation is coming from the Lord against the church. The world's getting ready to go into bondage. The world is getting ready for their souls to be taken into eternal damnation. But the visitation of the Lord upon the church in America and around the world, it's a time of visitation where God's going to visit even the remnant. And whatever is out of order, whatever is not lined up, whatever, whatever is not true is going to be fully exposed in every one of our lives. I don't think God's out to embarrass anybody. I think he's given us a lot of time to get our walk worked out with him and to do it the right way. And if we have refused to do it his way, Yahweh, his way, if we refuse to do it his way because of our pride, our, our stout-heartedness, our stubbornness, our own way of doing things that we don't even recognize about ourselves, right? Come on. It's all coming out into the light. Get ready. It's coming. I'm, I know. It's, all, it's got to. It has to in all of us. But if we took heed and we did what God said and we've walked humbly before the Lord and have been instructed and have our ears circumcised and our hearts circumcised so we can repent at the conviction of the Holy Spirit, well, we won't be embarrassed. We won't be in this lot. Okay? Now, verse 16. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and you shall find rest for your souls. So again, stand in the way, say, you go this way or this way? Which way you want to go, church? Which way you want to go, America? Which way you want to go, world? They said this. The the path that leads to peace and rest in Jesus, by the way, is that path. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, by following him, by doing what he says to do. But they said, we will not walk in that path of righteousness. We will not walk in the path of brokenness. We certainly are not going to take up our cross and die to ourselves while walking on that path. We will not walk. They said that. Also, verse 17, and that's what our nation has done right now, by the way. Our whole generation is, we're not walking 
in Jesus anymore. We're not doing Jesus anymore. We're not walking in the path of holiness and righteousness and sanctification and, and humility and obedience and brokenness. No, 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 no. And so few in the church actually live that way before the Lord, even individually. Verse 17, also I set watchmen over you, saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. Lift up your voice like a trumpet, Isaiah, said the Lord. Man, the trumpet has been sounding, 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 sounding. And the people of God are having a hard time adjusting to the idea that you're not in good old days anymore. You're not in apple pie, Chevrolet, and baseball anymore. You don't live in the America you once knew anymore. The gracious, kindness, merciful goodness of God is not present in general any longer. Hate, violence, murder, lust, treachery, hypocrisy, idolatry runs rampant throughout the nation and throughout the nations of the earth. And yet, they won't hear. And they said, we will not hearken. We're not listening to this trumpet call. We're not listening to this gloom and doom. We're not listening to this message. Therefore, if that's your heart, hear. This is verse 18. Therefore, hear, you nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. So God says, I'm bringing evil. He's already allowed a lot of evil to be here. Started on 9-11-2001, if you want to mark something. He allowed the death of 2,997 people on that one day. 2,900. God allows things to happen. He allowed 58 people to get shot and killed in Las Vegas, Nevada. He allowed 17 children to get shot and killed in Parkland, Florida, in a high school. He allowed shootings at Walmarts in the malls in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, in theaters in Colorado. He allowed the fires to rage throughout the West Coast of the United States like never before. He allowed flooding to happen in this nation like we've never seen the likes of it with such intensity. He allowed the volcanoes to erupt all over the world. Volcanoes erupting all over the world. Massive earthquakes since 2020, all the way this time. He's allowed it to happen. He's allowed hurricanes to devastate societies. Tornadoes to destroy everything people worked their whole lives for and have lost their lives or their loved ones. The earth is convulsing and shaking under the sinful conduct of mankind. And the earth is convulsing. It's vomiting up the corruption 
And we've witnessed God allow terrorism. But what's coming next? This shifting of 2022? It's not going to stop. It's not going back. This nightmare is not over, almost. You are being duped if somebody's telling you this is almost over. It's not. This is the day of the Lord. You are living in the day of the Lord. America crossed the point of no return in 2003. And I've marked it since that moment, and it has never returned and gone farther away from Almighty God that today, lesbians, homosexuals are our leaders in governmental positions, local governments, the LGBTQ community, pedophilia runs rampant within our society. We are not going back to normal. It will never be normal. There's not another person going to step into the office of the United States and say uh, homosexual uh, conduct, LGBTQ, we're done with that. You can't do that in our society. That will never happen. And that is such an abomination to God that he warned when any society becomes like Sodom and Gomorrah, here's what I do to it. And so we got these people out there thinking these crazy thoughts because they're not listening to the word of God. So it's their own thoughts. You don't get it if the people don't get it. You don't get it. I don't care if if we like it or not. Well, we love homosexuals. That's not the point, whether we love people who are trapped in the lifestyle. When society promotes this and legislates it into society, normalizes it, you're doomed, period. America will never be the same again. Oh, they're going to stop abortion. We'll see. We'll see. Verse 20 says, to what purpose comes there to me incense from Sheba and the sweet cane from a far country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet unto me. There comes a moment in the economy of God's heart where he says, I'm not accepting your sacrifices anymore. I'm not impressed with them. They don't smell sweet to me. They mean nothing to me. Your new moons, your feasts, God literally distances himself and says, that's your stuff. You're doing that your way. You're not doing it my way. So I'm not even calling it mine anymore. I'm tired of hearing you say you're sorry. I'm tired of you coming up with these vain offerings because you have no repentance in your heart. You can say you're sorry from now until the day of your death, and it will be nothing if you don't repent from what you said you're sorry for. And God looks into the heart, and he hears, I'm sorry, and he looks at the heart. Are you really sorry? Are you sorry enough to stop doing what you're doing? Well, therefore, verse 21, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will lay stumbling blocks before this people, and the fathers and the sons together shall fall upon them. The neighbor and his friends shall perish. Stumbling blocks. Traps. To cause people to fall. The fathers and the sons falling together. This has existed before. This isn't make-believe. This environmental reality has existed many times. And it's growing in the United States exponentially. We are becoming this nation. This message. And now God is warning of an acceleration 
2022, and it's already December 14th, enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy family. Enjoy your friends. It may be the last time you're able to be with your family and friends on Christmas or Thanksgiving. Seriously, I'm telling you the truth. Enjoy every single moment of breath you have right now, hopefully in the Lord. There was a stupid movie. I never saw it. They put it on a commercial ad. The end of the world. And this man meets this woman in the street and says, come on, let's go to a hotel room. It's our last time on earth. A stupid, but that's the promotion in this earth. The vile corruption out of Hollywood, the vile sins committed in this country alone, that under the unsuspecting eyes and minds of all the American citizens all along, Jeffrey Epstein and thousands of high-powered politicians were in our presidents were going there to have sex with minors. Well, that's just the beginning of the corruption. But the unsuspecting sheeple knew nothing about it. They kept hearing all this surface stuff up here. Harvest is coming. Revival is coming. Yes, I agree. Probably two kinds of harvest. A harvest of the damned, like people that are dying that were in their houses. They say when these tornadoes go through, they go through the rubble. They find tons of pornography. So you had pornography in your house. You just were killed in a tornado. Where's your soul? You were just harvested into something. Verse 22, thus saith the Lord, behold, a people come from the north country, and a great nation shall be raised from the sides of the earth. Sides. United Nations. All right, all over, the, all over there, there's a great nation. The United Nations shall be raised up from the sides of the earth. They shall lay hold on bow and spear. They are cruel. I'm telling you, China, they're warriors. They are cruel. Just like the Nazis were very cruel to the Jews, these people will be hateful towards the resistors, whether they are Christian or not but their hatred for Christianity is going to grow exponentially because that's the satanic enmity in the heart of Satan that he's filling these communist, unbelieving people with. They're taken over by a spirit of hate, just like the Nazis were. They saw those Jews being demonized and then dehumanized. They were worth nothing but to be killed, and they did not lose sleep over murdering, raping, torturing, doing everything they did to them. That's in the earth, and it's all going to come global. At the same time, this is coming. It's rising. We're warned. God's warning us. Will you be instructed? And they have no mercy. There it is. And have no mercy. Their voice roars like the sea. And they ride upon horses, set an array as men for war against thee, O daughter of Zion. Church, Judeo-Christian nation. It's coming. Verse 24, we have heard the fame thereof. Our hands wax feeble. We've heard, in other words, we've heard about these people before. Anguish has taken hold of us in pain as of a woman in travail. 
Who is this coming against? The church. These forces are planted in the United States of America. Someone said to me yesterday that the Chinese don't want to destroy America. They want to replace the citizens with the Chinese and get rid of the American citizens. They want the resources of this nation. They want what we have. They just want Americans gone, Chinese operating in this country. Think they could do it through the United Nations? Think they could do it through their, what, two billion people? Time will tell. And because the people of God saw this, it says that they will be, they will take hold. Anguish will take hold of them. So the reality is that the anguish, and what is 5781? Anguish, affliction, pack your bags, tribulation. That's the Hebrew number. We're still in that year until April 2nd. April 2nd begins 5782. But 5781 in the Hebrew means pack your bags, anguish, affliction, tribulation. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. Something's coming. Get out. Get out. But the people that did not listen, anguish took hold of us and pain as of a woman in travail. Now, this lines up with Revelation, the the Bible prophecy, the final prophecy to be fulfilled. If you look at Revelation, it's a woman in travail. The whole thing is about a birthing. Go not forth into the field, nor walk by the way, for the sword of the enemy and fear is on every side. You could say, don't fear, don't fear, from now until your death. But you need to know this. Fear will be on every side, on every street in this nation. You personally, inwardly, intrinsically need to question yourself and ask yourself, do I get afraid about any reports? I'm not saying you hold your chest out and you hear this report and say, well, I'm not afraid of what you're saying. I wouldn't do that at all. That's arrogant pride and horrible boast. Fear will run rampant throughout this earth, and it's coming. And many Christians will lose their love and will walk in fear. That is true. You need to ask yourself your question. I need to ask myself a question. When I hear things, what do I get afraid of? Do I get afraid of, you know, they're going to come and uh, hurt me? Or I get afraid of, they're going to do this? Are we afraid I'm going to go to jail? Afraid of uh, being killed? You're going to be afraid of? What are you afraid of? Because if there's any fear in your heart, that only you know. You can fool everybody. You can tell everybody, well, I'm not afraid. You can do all that. But if there's anything, a nightmare at night, Anything that puts terror in your heart, except for the terror of the Lord, anything, the devil will exploit it. Watch out. Get rid of it. We need to get rid of all fear. We need to lay our lives down. We need to take up our cross. Taking up the cross means I'm not afraid of death. Jesus paid the price. This cannot be done arrogantly. There cannot be a prideful boast. I'm not afraid. No, I'm telling you, there are things that are coming that will strike fear. God's word says it. 
The sword of the enemy and fear is on every side. Verse 26, O daughter of my people, gird thee with sackcloth and wallow thyself in ashes. I mean, this is brokenness. This is repentance. This is this is deep cleansing. I mean, deep. Make thee mourning, like sorrow, as for an only son. Most bitter lamentation. He's literally saying, it's coming. Most bitter lamentation. You're going to wallow in the ashes. If you're not walking right with God or I'm not, this is our reality. Now, there is a hope for the uncompromisingly righteous. And it's not what I've just read. But don't take that in pride either. Be thankful to God that your walk with God is so real that there is a better place for you in what's coming. For the spoiler shall suddenly come upon us. The spoiler's coming. Let's go look at it. What is the spoiler? Well, the spoiler in verse 26, let's go all the way down. The spoiler in the Hebrew is the Shadad, the Shadad. And it means to be burly, powerful, to ravage, to destroy, to oppress, to violently destroy, to be devastated. So suddenly, there it is again. Now, verse 27. I have set thee for a tower and a fortress among my people, that thou mayest know and try their way. I have set thee for a tower and a fortress among my people, that you may know and try their way. They are all grievous revolters walking with slanders. They are brass and iron. They are all corruptors. The bellows are burned. What does that mean, the bellows are burned? Let's take a look. The bellows are burned. The word bellows is the mapuka or the mapuak, mapuak. Me, Chief Mapuak, right? So the bellows means a forger, a bellow. It comes from somebody else here, a blower, a nafak. comes from to puff. So the blowers are burned. Hmm. Interesting. The lead is consumed of the fire. The founder melts in vain, for the wicked are not plucked away. Reprobate silver shall men call them because the Lord has rejected them. See, all the judgment that was spoken of in Jeremiah chapter 6 as we read it was because the people had rejected God, so God had rejected them. And I'm going to ask you today to reconsider any area in your life where you have rejected God. Anything you've said to God, no. I want you to really consider it. Now, you may think, I would never do that. Your actions, my actions, 
your conduct, my conduct. This is where we reject God, and it's very deceptive and very clever because we think, I would never openly reject God. But when we do not obey him, when we project attitudes, conduct, when we slander, gossip, whisper, just like it said, we are rejecting him. When we walk in pride, we are rejecting him. When we walk in lust, roaming eyes, we are rejecting him. When we walk in jealousy of others, we are rejecting him. When we walk in greed, covetousness, gluttony, we are rejecting him. So we have to ask ourselves, is there any area in my life that I'm aware of that I'm rejecting God? And if there are areas that I'm not aware of, Holy Spirit of light, show me. So then, what happens to the people that do follow their God in truth? I'm sure that you have known somebody that thinks they are doing really well. And your heart must break because they're really not. But they don't know it. And you try to tell them in so many different ways that their hearts are hardened. They're hardened in their ways. They're hardened in their ways. And because of that, they can't move in the direction that God is calling. Pray for the Holy Spirit to melt our hearts. Pray for the Holy Spirit to change us. And this is why the other side of our message here at New Wine Ministries is about the transformation and being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. It's only as we become like him that salvation truly begins to show up and the fruits of our salvation and the proof of our salvation. Only as we become like the firstborn in our responses, our actions, our conduct, our our ways, does salvation begin to show. Everything else is pretension. How do you balance this whole thing, right? How do you really balance everything? Get ready and prepare. I've got this great magazine. I don't know if you can see it or not. It's a great magazine, just survive anything. And I was looking at this one. It talks about everything from pandemics, the end of the world, mass shootings, cyber terrorism. Uh, But I was looking at this one again. That's the failure of the grid, all right? Failure of the grid. I think you can see that. The failure. And I was reading about what they, what they recommend about here. They have nuclear meltdowns, hazardous materials, bioterrorism, anthrax, doomsday from space, comets. I mean, this is one heck of a magazine, and I'm studying it. The Holy Spirit instructed me. I was online in a store to pick it up. And guess what? It's the 2022 edition. I just saw that. Get ready. Be prepared for when disaster strikes. But for Christians, 
getting behind the scenes of disaster and realizing where they're coming from, well, that's another whole story. So this has been somewhat sobering this morning, okay? Um, and we've got to bring balance. I want to believe that you are doing really well with the Lord right now. That your love for him is growing exponentially, that you're spending quality time with him, that you really read his word and it tells you what to do and you're like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that because I love the Lord. I don't need to impress men. I'm going to impress God. I'm going to I'm going to really learn to do this right because God knows he's working with broken material. And I know that there's room for error. There's room for failure because God always picks up. Okay. Um, It's just a more serious time to get things right. People are getting sick because there's pandemic and flu and who knows what they're putting out in the atmosphere. I believe, and I hope to stay in this reality, in Psalm 91, that I'm under a covenant of protection. It's not saying that I've never been sick before. I have. And the first thing I did when I got sick, and if I ever do again, it's the first thing I'm going to do. I will be before God begging him to forgive me for anything I've done that I wasn't paying attention to. I, 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 I never that I know myself and as much awareness I have of myself, blame anything outside of myself first. Now, there are times people get worn out. There were people in ministry, they got sick because they poured themselves out in ministry. They were sick unto death because they just poured themselves out. They didn't get enough rest. It's not a big sin. Everything needs to be looked at. But I want us to be protected. I want us to be sheltered. I want God to be our shelter. I want God to be our refuge. I don't, you know, I know what they're doing in the world. I know the fear tactics they're playing right now. So do you. They're putting fear in everybody and they're taking one step at a time. They love this. They're playing cat and mouse with people that were in January 6th in Washington, D.C. They're just, they're, they show you the people that they're taking. Oh, they're going to go after this one. We're going to go after this. And every time they do that, they're trying to put fear in people. That's just one part of their game. Now it's Omicron or Cron, whatever it's called. Now it's the new mandates that are coming. We know what's coming. We know what they're going to do. How do we respond? Get out of the way. Live right before God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Treasures are in the word. Treasures. I'm telling you, pearls of wisdom that are going to tell you exactly what you need to do. So read the Bible. Say your prayers. Spend time in Christian fellowship. Break bread. Forgive one another in the body of Christ. I'll do the same thing. I, I say I'm personally stuck in something in my heart that I cannot relinquish, and that is I can't stop talking about what God says to talk about. And I won't. Love one another as I have loved you. That's what Jesus said. Forgive one another as I have forgiven you. That's the standard. Well, I'll forgive so-and-so this much. No, you've got to do it the way Jesus forgave you. 
You've got to love that person the way that Jesus loves you. How do you? you know, what's the, royal, the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Fulfill the royal law, right? So I'm not saying that you have to be caught in what will be, because I can't deny that it will be. But you don't have to get caught in it. You don't have to be a slave to fear. That doesn't mean that we walk around pompous. We just know who to fear. We fear the Lord. Jesus said, do not fear those who could kill the body and after that have nothing more they can do. But I will forewarn you whom you should fear. This is Jesus. So I'm telling, he said, I'm telling you. He says, I'm going to the cross. They're going to poke my, my beard out of my face. They're going to whip me on the back so brutally my bones are going to show through. They're going to pierce me on a cross. I'm getting ready to be crucified, but I'm telling you, I don't fear that as much as I fear God. So take strength and take courage and stop condemning yourself if you're not doing anything wrong. If the shoe fits, wear it. If it doesn't, then don't wear it. Just keep rejoicing. Let the joy of the Lord fill your heart. Let your thanksgiving rise like never before. Hey, we're living in a season, nobody knows the exact date when Jesus was born, but this is a time when God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Don't forget it, rejoice in it. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Come on. If you are a real believer, a follower, a Christian, Walk in the joy of the Lord. Overcome. Sickness trying to get you, beat it back. Fight it with the word of God. Fear trying to encroach upon your mind, break it. Get it out. Rebuke it. And walk in perfect love. Cast out all fear. Ah, there's an answer. Get the keys. Walk in the spirit. Man, you're here on purpose. You're not an accident. You're born again. God has you here for a reason. And it may be not to save America, but you may be in a group of 10 people, and you may be the one that gives resolve and hope to 10 people, maybe your own family. You're here for a reason. Oh, but it was my reason. I thought I was going to be a politician, a great uh, president. Nah, you might be in the wilderness, man, encouraging those that are having a bit more difficult time than yourself. Come on. Save one life, you've saved the whole world. Tell people about Jesus. Go out there, tell them if there's a harvest and there's a revival, go. See if it works. Tell everybody about Jesus. Tell them that God loves them. Tell them he's got a plan for their life. Tell them there's a calling on their life. But they'll never know it unless they turn to him. Tell them that. Just that. Hey, sorry, don't mean to hurt your feelings, and please don't get upset with me, but I was just thinking about you, and God told me he loves you. He's got a calling on your life. And you need to talk to Jesus about that. That's all. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Doesn't have to be all scripted. Come on. And get ready. Get batteries, flashlights. Get your oil. Get food, medical supplies, water while you can. Stock up on things you enjoy, things you like, things that two years from now you're going to wish you had that you won't be able to get out there. Get it. Come on. Get into good fellowship. 
getting to people that are like-minded. Get around like-minded people. And may God, may God Almighty help us to learn how not to bring people in that just take and zap anointing suckers. May God help us not to harden our hearts to love people, but people that actually are sent by the devil to take. Come on. May God help us. And may we just learn how to give. This message, this word came out for Pastor Ken Sunday. Don't be a taker. Be a giver, a giver, a giver. Give. Give to good things. Give to the voice of the martyrs. Give to ministries that are doing great things. Give. There are a lot of great Christian works going on in the world today. There are really good people on the earth today. I, I, I refuse to exclude that reality. It is not about us four no more. There are great things going on. It's just that there's such a blackout on hearing the severity of what is coming. And maybe that's wisdom for people. I don't know. But just when it comes, I hope they've known it and prepared for it. I love the balance of things. Balance is everything. Well, it begins, folks. December 14th. Let's see what's going on in the chat room. If anything, say good morning to a few friends here today. Uh, right now on and in the chat room, we've got calls coming in on blog talk. Oh, this is good. Let's see what our chat room has to say first. Good morning from David Ellison. David, good morning to you. Uh, Pastor Melissa Fletcher, good morning, church. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning from Dennis Sotsiman. Uh Good morning, Pastor Melissa. So there's interchange going on, which we love about our chat room. Uh, good morning, dear friend. Jeff Bass. Pastor Jeff is saying, morning, Pastor V. Great word. I saw that 5782 in Strong's Concordance means to rouse oneself, to awaken, arise, arouse to action, to incite, to stir, to open one's eyes. Interesting. As we enter 2022. Great word, Pastor Jeff. Um, praise God. we got to have Pastor Jeff back on the broadcast again. I just remembered that, too. Uh, he also said, Pastor Jeff also, Strong's says, the Strong's Concordance, uh, the corresponding word for 5782 is er, you are. Viewing verses where er was used, Dantes talks about worship and bring hidden, uh, and brings hidden. Uh, seems, I remember you talking about being hidden. So worship in the hidden parts, hid in Christ, wonderful. Thank you for that. Uh, Pastor Melissa says, you mentioned we are a grieving nation, I agree, having much experience working in hospice as a chaplain and as a bereavement counselor. I see this nation cycling through the five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, until finally acceptance. Grief also can also cause people to do some crazy and outlandish things, which we are seeing. Only Jesus can heal the wounded hearts. Absolutely true. And by the way, read Isaiah chapter 1. Uh, you got to read Isaiah chapter 1 when it comes to their wounds, and they just refuse to be healed. Autumn Nichols is with us today, and Autumn is saying, this bears witness with my spirit, Yeshua, come. Amen, Autumn. Uh, Brian and Kathy, uh, our friends from Honduras, missionaries, I've thought the same. Most people are stuck in denial and bargaining. Melissa says, Brian and Kathy, I agree. Cindy Messman, good morning. Pastor Vincent, good morning. Cindy, God bless you. Pastor Melissa says, I saw a picture of a statue that was recently placed outside of the UN in New York City. Ah, yes. It is a menacing leopard-like creature with wings, similar to what 
is described in Daniel in Revelation. The wings have the pride colors that outline them. It's as if the beast is little by little making his presence known. How well said is that? Brian and Kathy, yes, it's so precise. I have to wonder if they use Daniel to design it. And Veronica Torado, buenos dias, Pastor Vincent, all the way from Mexico. Hello, Veronica Torado. God bless you, and thanks for tuning in to this live broadcast today. Uh, with those comments being made, which are all excellent, I want to go to the phone lines. If you have a question or a comment, the number to call, area code 818-369-0326. I'll put that on the screen for anybody that wants to call into the broadcast. Let's take our first call this morning. Coming in from area code 916. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You are on the air. Uh, good morning, Pastor Vincent. God bless you, sir. Well, God bless you. Thank you for calling in. You're very welcome. I have a couple comments to make. Um, there is an old saying, and it's really timely, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. We've all heard that saying a million times, I'm sure. So I, I would just like to speak about world history just for a couple moments here, looking at it through the biblical lens. Absolutely. So, you know, in World War I, Germany, the nation of Germany, got beaten down really badly. And World War II kind of was a continuation of that for the nation of Germany in that in between World War I and the start of World War II, Germany never really did fully recover economically. They, they, they just never really were able to bounce back. Now, Adolf Hitler, everybody knows who Adolf Hitler was. He didn't just mysteriously appear in 1941 when the United States of America got drawn into World War II. Adolf Hitler was a young upstart politician in the mid-30s and the late 30s who made his campaign platform all about solving the economic problems of Germany of the day. Adolf Hitler was a real hater. He was horribly prejudiced against Jewish people. He was horribly prejudiced against anyone who didn't have the blonde hair and blue eyes of the supposed uh, superior Aryan race. He also was horribly prejudiced against anyone who didn't disagree with his politics. He was horribly prejudiced against homosexuals, Polish people, Italians, anyone in the surrounding European nations that he perceived to be in the way of the great master Aryan race, Adolf Hitler in his evil heart was just bent on destroying. What Hitler did through the mid-1930s to the late 1930s up until the start of World War II and, of course, into World War II, he kept on saying over and over again at every opportunity, the Jews are the source of our problems. The Jews are why we are so poor. The Jews have all the gold. The Jews have ownership of all the precious gems. If we get rid of the Jews, we, as, a, as the nation of Germany, will recover our greatness. We will be back on track if we can just get rid of the Jews. 
So unfortunately, Mr. Hitler was able to capture the affection and the attention of the media, the newspapers at the time, and the radio. And they aligned themselves demonically behind Hitler. And before you know it, Hitler's one-man propaganda program became a nationwide propaganda program against the Jews. And then, of course, we all know what happened to the Jews in Nazi Germany. Roughly 6 million Jews were exterminated in the Nazi death camps, along with millions of homosexuals, millions of gypsies, millions of Polish people of various ethnic extractions. It was a real horrible time for the world. So what we see going on now is we have in the world attention being focused on those who are refusing the COVID vaccinations. We have the fingers being pointed by the popular media blaming people who are refusing the vaccine for the ongoing pandemic. You can see it in the news every day. You see people being quoted as saying, I lost my dad, I lost my uncle to COVID because he refused the vaccine. Or I lost my mom because she was exposed to people who refused to wear a mask and refused to get the vaccine. It's a propaganda program that currently is being aimed at the anti-vaxxers. And in the in the press, in these news articles, we are seeing undertones of blame being put on Christians now. Christians are more and more being associated with the anti-vaccine movement. So it, it is started. The Bible does tell us that we will be hated. The Bible tells us that there will be tribulation. And it has, in fact, started. Um, people who are not reading the Bible, Pastor, people who are not listening to the word of God, people who are going to church because of the comforts, you know, the pizza on Saturday night, uh, people who are going to the populist churches are missing the point and they're not hearing the word of God. And yes, my heart breaks for them. My heart aches for people who just don't know or just won't see or who refuse to hear what's happening around them spiritually. Your comment this morning, Pastor, about how sad it is and how your heart aches for those who want ears to hear, that comment really rings true. Well, my wife and I, we're just so extremely grateful to, be ha- to have been called out of California by the Lord God and called to Arkansas, where the Lord put us in, in a position to hear the word of God. And, sir, we, we just, Cindy and I are walking in the kingdom every day. Uh, we are just eternally grateful now to be where we are, both spiritually and physically, living here in Arkansas. I, I just don't have anything else to say. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. We're just extremely grateful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, you, you mentioned something about the master race, Adolf Hitler. You know, the reality of that is, Brother Mark, is that there is a master race coming, and it's the master, Jesus. It's the new race of yeah. humanity that has been conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. That's the true master race that will come. That man tried to do it in his flesh, and no bueno, and he was just as corrupt as all other human beings. 
So the master yeah. race will arise, and we will be a part of it, and it will be a glorious thing, not an evil one. Amen. Uh, thank you, brother, for your comments. I appreciate it. i got some other calls coming in, so I'm going to run thank to you, them Pastor. right now. Shalom, my friend. God bless you. Shalom, Pastor. All right, so there we have it. Let's take, i got a couple more calls coming in. Let's take it from the pretty lady that's raising her hands here in area code 858. Hello, pretty lady. How are you today, and what's on your mind? And thank you, sir. Very handsome. Oh, it's my wife, Patricia. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So what you got, darling? History. I want to keep that in mind for proper history. Could be debated, of course, because history sometimes changes in concepts and ideas as years goes by with different understanding from different people. However, the truth of the matter is, yes, the Jews were absolutely put in the most dangerous situation and persecuted. But what was the basic reason for that with Hitler? The basic uh, reason for that with Hitler was to serve, sorry, was to save Germany from recession. That was very serious and going into total and complete destruction. Now, why did he want to do that? Because time and even in the world were the Jews. They were the one world bankers and they were controlling the finances. He was trying to break that. However, he went to absolute extremes in what he tried to do for what he was called to do as being elected and that was to get the money into the hands of Germany, the people of Germany. Now, this could be argued, but I've I've done some pretty good research on it. And so we have to see things in reality of how they really look. And the one world bankers now, in spite of what Hitler did, is still in control of this world. So we have a situation, and it's the same today. It hasn't changed in any way. What amazes me more than anything else is the anarchy of China coming forth and wanting to take over the world. And where is he trying to take over the world? In the areas in which the government of democracy worked and benefit was for them. The United States, Australia, even uh, that other one state that's near him. I keep forgetting the name of it. Taiwan. Taiwan. Went to democratic, went into democracy. And that was a good thing in the way I am presenting it. However, things have changed in the Democratic Party. But we have something that was worthy. China wants the United States of America because of the benefits. And that's why he doesn't want to destroy the nation. He wants to destroy the people. So he can just walk in with his country, his nation, take over the United States of America and the world, Australia, Europe, and all the other places he's working toward. Amazes me about it is the United States, which was the greatest country ever to exist, was blessed because there was an absolute knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
in the hearts of men and women in this country before it was inundated by outside religion. And it came in little by little. However, the United States was so blessed that everyone wanted to be here. And you know what? They still do want to be here, even under the circumstances. However, that's being controlled for other purposes. But the point I want to make is why can they not see that Christians are blessed beyond anything else, any any other individual and their nation, wherever they lie, have been abundantly blessed, but evil wants to take over and destroy it. And so I imagine that the reason they never consider why we have been so blessed is because they're deceived in darkness. And they want to rule the world, but it will never work because they don't have the approval of the Lord Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father. So that's what I wanted to say. All right. Very, very well said and something to really chew on. Uh, I would only say that in the time of the end where we are now, it is as though the Father has given approval for the Antichrist forces to darken the earth for a period of time. And uh, we should be very cautious about that because we are moving into a time where we will not be able to use that system um, without that mark of the beast. And so um, with everything else, I totally agree. Then you're right about the approval. Because it's written in the book of Revelation and in other in Daniel and other places of prophecy, Micah and many other of the prophets. So, yes, it's true. absolutely yeah. And we just read it in Jeremiah chapter six. God, you know, God is He's a just God, Patricia Joy, as you know, and you have served Him very, very well so many years in your life. And thank you for sharing your comments. We're running out of time. I've got another call coming in. Let me take that call. And uh, I'll see you in just a few minutes, dear lady. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Okay, she's so cute. I can't even tell you how cute she is. So anyways, uh, let's take our next call coming all the way from area code 605-695. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Hello, area code 605-295. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello there. Uh, Yes, this is South Dakota. Okay, uh, several days ago, I was uh, on the telephone with a friend, and we were praying, and uh, I just wanted to bring this up to you and the people that may be listening. Uh, The Lord spoke and said, we are at the door. And so immediately when that came out of her mouth, this other lady that I was praying with, it just resonated in my spirit, and I thought, okay, God, what? What is at the door? And then we, I said, we need to do a lot of research here out of the Word of God. And then also, I believe, too, that there is the destruction that is on the horizon, and it's not going to stop. And then at the same time, the Spirit of God is moving in the whole earth. And what is happening, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man will share my voice and open the door, I will come unto him. And I thought, it's time to come into the kingdom of God. I don't know, is this the right way to 
the analogy of this whole thing is just what God is doing with his mercy. Yeah, I think it goes back to what we were reading in Jeremiah chapter 6, where God says, be instructed. I'm telling you what's coming, and I'm telling you why it's coming. And so if you're a wise you know, sir, uh, virgin, you're a wise steward, a wise servant, a wise son, daughter, um, you will make the necessary arrangements to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people, which only God could provide. And so I believe the thing that's at the door is what we're reading in 2022. I would have to apply it that way. Um, I know that there are a lot of good people. I know there's resistance. I know that there are states that are battling. I know that this is, you know, and, and I always perceive things through a very, uh, you know, it's a, it may appear to be a bit narrow, but it is biblical. And through that biblical lens, when you look through it, it appears that, you know, it, it opens up to what will be. And yet there's so much more stuff going on. So it kind of, you know, how does this all work together? But I believe what your friend said is that it is at the door. And I believe a time of acceleration is going to hit. And we are going to begin to see um, that um, forced mandates and then the soft persecution and then the demonization and dehumanization and then the collapse. I believe that 2022 is going to be an incredible time and Christian men and women around the world, particularly in this country, um, and probably other democratic societies need to really, really dig in and uh, be ready, and be ready, spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's uh, whosoever will. Let them it's come a whosoever and will. drink. Yeah. The waters of living water. It's whosoever will. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen, you. Amen, sister. Love you, Kathy. God bless you and Ken. Shalom. Thank you. All right. Very good. All right. Well, we've come to the end of our broadcast today, and we're going to wrap it up just by saying thanks for tuning in. Thanks for calling in. Um, I thought I just saw another hand go up here. Did somebody else try to call into the broadcast? I don't know. Uh, If you have a question or comment, make sure you, you do it. Sorry about that. This thing is weird. Okay. We love you. God bless you. Would you please consider helping our ministry? Thank you for those of you who do. Thank you. If you are if you really want to know how to do it, there's tons of ways to do it. Reach out. We'll let you know. We put it on the screen. And we love you. It's the only thing I could possibly say is true for a reason why we're doing what we're doing. There is no other reason. There is no other reason. Not one. It's God's love for you to let you hear let you see. And then when things begin to come to pass that were said, you kind of know that, well, you know what? This is true. And we could, we could trust it. We could pay attention to it. That's what I believe God is saying. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow with pastors. Oh, I call them pastors again. There I go. We'll see you with our dear friends, Kathy and Brian, tomorrow. Lord willing. Shalom. Have a blessed day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.